You're listening to the Bold Face Truth Podcast with Amy Green Smith, episode 438. You can find information on anything referenced in this week's episode at amygreensmith.com slash EP438. Oh, well, hey there. Check you out listening to self-help pods and working on yourself. Fuck yeah. Quick question. You know those situations where your boss asks you to take on one more thing, or your partner asks what's bothering you, and you respond with a bold-faced lie? Oops. What would shift for you if you actually started telling the bold-faced truth? Everything. Listen, if you struggle with people-pleasing, perfectionism, and you could use some help with boundaries or speaking up, you are in the right place. Thank God. I am Amy Green-Smith. I'm a certified and credentialed life coach, hypnotherapist, and keynote speaker. Fancy. And I've been working in the personal development space since the mid-2000s. Vintage. Sometimes I'll be solo, other times you'll hear from smart folks offering you easy-to-implement tools to help you tell the bold-faced truth. Yes! Hello, pod people. Amy here, and this is going to be our final episode in our body image series, our kind of anti-diet, what does body positivity even really mean type of series. So if you have not caught the last two episodes, I highly suggest that you do. One was with the brilliant Dr. Lexi Kite, who along with her twin sister, Dr. Lindsay Kite, have written an incredible book and have a beautiful movement that really centers the body being an instrument rather than an ornament, which obviously is something that that we deal with as women all the time. And then I also had had a really great discussion with Summer Inanen, who is also a body image expert. She is someone who I kind of threw out a bunch of my own personal issues to get her thoughts on it. So if you haven't caught those two, please be sure to do so. And then this week, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about what are some of the tangible, tactile things that we can do as individuals who want to move beyond this idea that all of our worth is wrapped up in our bodies. Now, for many of us, that's going to be in the realm of weight and weight stigma. For other folks, it is going to be around ailments issues with mobility, pain, um, disease. For others, it might be around aging or around skin, things like that. So regardless what your area is, I thought it might be a good idea for us to talk about what is what are some of the things that we can actually do to make our job a little bit easier. And I also thought it would probably be a good idea to start curating a list of phrases or things that you could say in response to people who are oftentimes very well-meaning, but then make comments about your body. Because let's let's be honest, in our society, it seems like it's pretty acceptable to be like, oh, wow, packing on a few pounds, or ooh, looking so thin, or ooh, have you been hitting the gym, or, you know, oh, new haircut. Like, we just have created an... Uh, culture in which commenting on other folks' appearance is not only acceptable, but oftentimes expected and sometimes even applauded. So I thought 
giving you all a little bit of a vault of phrases that you could say could be really helpful. So here's how we're going to break this down for today. I'm going to start with some external things you can do, things that are are more logistics, how you can curate your social media, books you can read, etc. Then I'm going to talk a little bit about the internal process. How do I start shifting my relationship with my body? And I will be right out there and say, I still totally struggle with this. And I think if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, it doesn't mean that you're going to get to this place where you're magically like, oh my God, I fucking love my body. I love what I look like. That might not be the case. But what we do want to achieve is where you have a sense of self-worth outside of your appearance. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get knocked down. It doesn't mean that we're not going to feel the pressures of a patriarchal society that is, you know, disproportionately puts value on women's bodies as a commodity. It doesn't mean that. It just simply means I'm going to stand up and say I am more than that, which is why I absolutely love the uh, the doctors, Kite, who have written a book literally called More Than a Body. So we'll talk about that a little bit here in a second. Also, I want to mention that next week we're going to start a whole new series all about attracting love, manifesting romantic partnerships, and we're going to start with an exploration of love addiction and attachment styles. And this, I want to say off the bat, if you immediately just tuned out and said, oh, I've been married for 20 years or, oh, I'm happily single or whatever, please don't tune out on this series because the things that we're talking about are going to be very relevant to many different types of relationships. We'll be looking at it kind of through the lens of romantic love, but there will be so much you can glean that will be applicable to other dynamics in your relationship. So please make sure you check that out starting next week. All right, so let's talk about some of the things that we can do externally, really sort of from a logistic standpoint, to set ourselves up for success. Now, my assumption is going to be that you are in a place where you want to break free from some of the ridiculous societal pressures that we hear and see ad nauseum that tell us that we need to look different, that we need to be different, that we need to come in a different size or a different color or a different gender or a different sexual orientation. And I I wanted to say off the bat, I'm going to be using the term fat as a descriptor to identify a large swath of the population who is really using that word as a form of reclamation, very similar to the word queer or the word bitch, where we're like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and use that. And it's not going to be the negative slam that it has always been in the past. And fat is one of those that our society has always made a bad word as opposed to a very simple descriptor. So I'm taking my cue from a lot of the uh, anti-diet, anti-fat bias educators that I've been listening to, and a large majority of them – at least in my case, all of them want to use the word fat as a descriptor and not 
as a slam, a diss, a negative thing anymore and to genuinely use it for fat liberation. So I will be using that term going forward and I just wanted to throw that out there. Now, a book that I mentioned just a second ago, The Body is Not an Apology. This was by Sonia Renee Taylor. And the reason why I wanted to make sure I mentioned this was because there are so many individuals, and I am certainly not the authority on it, but I really thought it would be worth sharing with you all and having you take just a second to to take stock of this, especially if you find yourself in a cisgendered, heterosexual, white body. There are so many folks who have to navigate body image not only through the lens of attractiveness, but also through the lens of being in a disabled body, being in a body of color, being in a queer body, a trans body, and all of those various intersections of identities are going to carry additional levels of body image trauma. And again, I don't think I'm necessarily the voice to be speaking on that. So I really encourage you to check out the book, The Body is Not an Apology, again, by Sonia Renee Taylor. We'll link to that in the show notes. But that was one of the books that really opened up my eyes of, oh, there is so much more to navigating bodies and just being in bodies, various types of bodies, than just being fat or thin. That there are a lot of other elements that are at play, a lot of social justice elements that are at play. But as far as external things you can do, you can really start watching what you consume and what you listen to. So obviously that book I highly suggest. Also Dr. Uh, Drs. Lexi and Lindsay Kite, their book More Than a Body that I mentioned earlier. I cannot stress that enough. That book I think really needs to be and I think I might have even mentioned this in my interview with her, I feel like I need to just have that playing at a super low volume so that my subconscious picks up on it because it is really, truly a complete rewiring that we need to do. A couple of other things you might want to check out as far as what is it that I'm consuming. The Maintenance Phase podcast is a brilliant and I think one of the most important pieces of media out there today discussing and dismantling a lot of really negative and detrimental views on weight and weight stigma, anti-fat bias, all of that stuff. So be sure to check that out as well. One of the things that I've really been vigilant about doing is curating my news feeds whether it is on Facebook or TikTok or or Instagram. I hang out primarily on Instagram like any self-respecting Gen Xer would. <laughs> but I really try to make sure that the the bodies that I am looking at are incredibly diverse. That I'm looking at individuals who are incredibly strong and fit, but who are also in a fat body or a different color than what I normally see, or that have visible disabilities that I'm able to acknowledge like, oh, there are so many other forms of bodies occupying this world, and they all deserve to take up space, and they all deserve to have a voice. And 
on top of that, I've made it a point to hide ads or get rid of ads or say not interested, it's irrelevant to all of the fucking ads that come through telling me I'm too old. Like the algorithm has me pinned. It's like, hey, you need this shapewear or, oh, you need to do your nails different or how about you get rid of all your hair with this fancy hair removal device or you need this new serum for your wrinkles or fill in the fucking blank. And I've talked about this with Mr. Smith. I'm like, are you, do you get that kind of shit? Do you get all like just for men in five minutes all the time, even though he's totally bald? Like, do you get these things that say your body as it is, is not okay. Here's another way for you to spend money to fix this. And I think it's really interesting that There are so many changes to society and changes to aesthetics over the years that we find these new things to be insecure about. And I I believe I might have mentioned this on one of the earlier episodes, too, that like now there's this thing about your armpits are too dark. You need to lighten them up. You need to do these armpit masks. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But that's not that dissimilar from Gillette being like, oh, we could make a shit ton more money if women also had to buy razors. How about we make that a thing? And now if they don't do it, they're going to be societally ostracized. So there are so many folks out there who will benefit financially from your insecurity. So I want you to think about that. The more that you choose to spend money on things, Ask yourself, is this about personal expression? Is this about something that genuinely makes me feel powerful in my vessel? Or is this something that I feel like I'm not worthy unless I have that? That's a very, very different question. Because those of you who know me know I love a beat face. I love some bright lipstick. I love a good lash, a nice winged liner. I love some good heels here and there. Like there are certain things that I love as a creative expression. But let's not get it twisted. I'm still just as valuable, just as enough with or without that shit. But I do think it's worth exploring in each decision what we choose to purchase, what we choose to buy. Who benefits from this? Am I genuinely going to be fulfilled by having this or is this something that I feel I have to do to conform to a society that has an extremely myopic view of what beautiful is? A couple of other places that you can check out. I love, love, love Hannah Talks Bodies on TikTok and we'll link to that in the show notes, but it's exactly how it how it sounds. Hannah talks bodies, all one word on TikTok. And she talks a lot about fat liberation, things that I didn't realize about just the discrepancy in our medical system of how those who are in fat bodies just don't get the the care that they need. Uh, the maintenance phase podcast that I mentioned earlier, I learned all sorts of stuff about the dysfunction of of the BMI and how BMI was never, ever intended to be diagnostic for a one individual 
it was never supposed to be layered onto one individual's health. And just stuff like that that I had no idea about until I started listening to the voices who had the lived experience. Also, you cannot go wrong following Lizzo. Hello. Always really fantastic, fantastic content lifting up fat bodies. Also fat bodies of color. Incredibly important. Also, check out Meg Boggs. She is fantastic at showing fitness through the lens of a fat body. Someone who can do unreal athletic feats. In a body that our society has always said, that's not possible. You've got to be a ticking time bomb of health. She just completely re-engineers that. So there are a couple of suggestions for you, but start really being vigilant about what is it that I'm consuming? Am I listening to podcasts? Am I listening to music? Am I watching shows that are not depicting a vast diversity of bodies? Am I... What am I scrolling through? Like if we go back and look at how much time we spend on our devices, have you ever seen that? It's fucking alarming. You're like, whoa, I was scrolling that much. It's mindless. But that's how the subconscious works, okay? That's why they always say you have to advertise to somebody an average of seven times before they'll consider buying your product. This just happened to me with a makeup brand where I kept ignoring, kept ignoring, kept ignoring, but how many times have I swiped past that same ad and I finally then bought it? So think about what is it that you are even absentmindedly allowing into your subconscious all the time simply through social media and start canceling that shit out. Now, if you look at my Instagram feed, it's mostly animals. It's mostly goats and really cute Japanese chins, which is the type of dog that that we have, and things that are really funny, like the Good News Movement is another great account on Instagram to check out. Things like that that are hugely uplifting or really searching out creators that are in different types of bodies that, that can be hugely advantageous for your own body image and to realize that It's not necessarily about achieving some crazy, limited view of what's an acceptable body. Okay, a couple of other external things that I think you can do. One, I do this religiously now, but it took me a minute to really get a handle on it. Make it a point to not comment on other people's bodies, especially folks you you don't like. This was huge for me right around the time of the the election, both 2016 and 2020. And I think it's so easy if you don't like a specific candidate, which I obviously did not, to go into negative commentary about that person's appearance. And I don't think that that's helpful. Although it feels really validating and kind of vindicating at the time, you feel like, fucking take that, right? It does such a disservice to all of us who want to be viewed as more than a body. So think about when you are watching television shows, when you are observing folks who maybe you don't like that much, maybe in the the pickup line at your kid's school, think about disliking them more from a value standpoint, not necessarily from what they look like. Don't double down by discarding 
what somebody looks like. We're better than that, okay? And that if you are struggling with body image, you would probably want the same afforded to you. Disagree with me all damn day on my politics, my point of view, my perspectives, that's fine. The minute you go after my appearance is the minute I will disregard you. Now you have no valuable input. (laughs) Now you are going full patriarchy and I have zero tolerance for that. But I had to really watch myself because I would watch folks and I'd be like, oh, that hair or oh, that outfit or oh. And then I'm like, you know what? That is exactly what I'm talking about. So make it a point to not comment on other people's bodies. Next thing, take an inventory of what you say about your own body in front of other people. Especially if this is around children around those of those who may find themselves in uh, bodies that are significantly different to yours, that now they start going, well, God, if she thinks that about her, what does she think about my body? Right? Or with, with children, what are the impressions that you're making? And although, you know, this is one thing I do have to really give my mom credit for. Although she really dug into diet culture and and subscribe to it because fucking of course you do of course she did of course she was really vigilant about not berating her body in front of me I don't I think in my entire life I can remember her saying one negative comment after she looked at a photo but other than that she never made comments about her weight or what she looked like. And I applaud her for that because our society is not that way. In fact, it tells us to to make a joke out of it, right? Like get ahead of it by diminishing yourself, by making fun of yourself. And I think that is a nod to our self-worth. Like the, the more positively we can speak about ourselves, the better. Now, I don't think you have to say a bunch of bullshit that you don't believe. Like, oh, my God, I love my body or I feel so powerful and strong and I feel like a badass and I feel sexy. If you don't, that's fine. But you can acknowledge it and say, you know what, I'm not feeling that comfortable right now and move on. You don't have to go into a diatribe about what you look like, especially around other folks, especially around impressionable ears. It's so incredibly important. And some of those impressionable ears are your own. And then I would also say, this is a piece of trauma. This is a piece of what what I'm sure Dr. Valerie Rain, who I did an interview with earlier, we'll link to it in the show notes, would identify as patriarchy stress disorder. All right. There is an element of trauma that happens when you've been told your entire life that you are not allowed to reside in the body you reside in. Ultimately, at the end of the day, this body is the only vehicle that we have to move our spirit around this planet in order to do the work that we need to do in this world. And I, for one, am getting to a point where I am so fucking sick of nitpicking what the outside looks like. I'm just fucking done. It's exhausting. And I would much rather enter into a place where I genuinely love this vehicle for getting me up every morning, for allowing me this voice to talk to all of you. There's so many things you can do. 
Before we continue, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and you know I'm a huge fan of therapy. I like to say, if you don't think that you need therapy, then you probably need therapy. Because listen, without a healthy mind, being really, truly happy and at peace can really be a challenge. But the good news is that therapy really does work. So whatever you need help with, it is time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better, okay? Because you deserve to be happy. Here's the deal. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't even have to be on camera if you don't want to. Hello, introverts. I see you out there. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They have over 20,000 therapists in their network, which gives you way, way more options than your immediate geographical area. And it's also available for clients worldwide. Much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in less than 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. In fact, a member of my family just started and totally loves it. It is always a good time to invest in yourself because you deserve it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Bold Face Truth podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash bold truth. That's betterhelp.com slash bold truth or enter the code bold truth at checkout again to save 10% off your very first month. So before we continue on, I wanted to ask a quick favor from you. Do you ever listen to the pod, and I think this might happen for you, where you think, damn, I really wish so-and-so could hear this. Maybe it's your coworker who could actually use a lesson or two on boundaries, or maybe it is a women's group that you're a part of where everyone is super on board for speaking up for themselves, but nobody really knows what that really sounds like. Okay, where here's where you come in. I have three battle-tested and badass keynote speeches that are ready to be delivered to your company, organization, group, association. So if you, your community, or anyone you know could benefit from me rocking the mic, like who couldn't use some new tools, right? Please send them over to amygreensmith.com slash speaking where you or they can message me directly about specific needs for the audience. Shocker, the three keynotes are focused around speaking up, contending with fear, and accessing enoughness. And all three of them can be delivered either in person or virtually, and of course can be completely customized for specific audience needs. So again, simply send them to amygreensmith.com dot com slash speaking where they can get in touch with me because listen it is time that women everywhere have the tools necessary to use their voice take up space and advocate for their wants needs and opinions like yesterday and if you end up orchestrating an opportunity for me to speak with your group you will officially get unlimited squeezes from me And I'm sure you're all in now. And be sure to let them know that I can always temper my colorful language if needed. And thank you. Okay, let's talk about some internal things that you can do to start 
shifting this relationship with your body. Now, one of them, I think, is about hiring somebody, hiring an expert who is in sort of the the body liberation, fat liberation, anti-diet space, who is really attuned to helping you work through these really deep-seated issues because for many of us, we're going to have historical shit too. We're going to have the parent or the aunt or the friend or the whoever in our childhood who said shit to us that has left an indelible mark. So just know if you've been really battling with that, there are folks out there, there are experts, the you know the couple that we've had on the show there are therapists who really do specialize in this. And I will have to say <laughs> that there's an additional level if you grew up in an incredibly dogmatic religious household. There, there are a lot of religion-based messages that women receive about their bodies. Being clean, being unclean, being acceptable, being... Um, only good for motherhood, be, you know, that that's your entire worth is if you can reproduce or not, that it's all about your desirability as a partner and as a mate. There are a lot of really negative, in my op- opinion, uh, abusive messages from religion about women's bodies, period. So take that into account that if this is something that's really deep-rooted for you, that it might be worth searching out a specific expert because you deserve the healing. You really, really deserve to not be at odds with your physical vessel. Okay, so that's one element of internal. There's a couple other exercises that you can do that might be really healing for you that I wanted to throw out here. One is a mirror gratitude exercise. And the essence of it is quite simple. So you stand in front of the mirror typically without any clothes on. You can have underwear or whatever you want to have on. But you essentially go from top to bottom giving compliments and gratitude to every part of your body. Starting from like your hair follicles to your eyebrows, your eyelashes, your skin. You can go like internal if you want to, like my lungs helping me breathe, my eyes that allow me to see. I oftentimes will talk to my legs like, thank you so much for just getting me around all the time. I appreciate that so, so much. But it's an it's an exercise of genuinely being with your body that is truly always working towards your best interest. Even if you're in a pain, even if you're in physical pain, the body is always doing whatever it can do to get you to a healthy place, to get you to a homeostasis. So a lot of times pain is a message, right? It's like, hey, we need you to tend to this ailment, tend to this issue. But your body is always working for you. It really truly is, even though sometimes it definitely doesn't feel that way. (laughs) Okay, so you can do the mirror gratitude exercise. And I want you to think about when you go through there and you go through your arms, you go through your boobs, you go through your your abs, your 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 belly, you go through all of these things, think about what that piece of your body does for you. And this is really akin to what we were talking about with Dex, uh, Dr. Lexi when she was discussing the concept of your body being an instrument, not an ornament. 
what does this instrument do? What is the music that it plays? And really take some time to get connected to that. Another thing you can do is a shower exercise where as you are bathing and cleaning the various parts of yourself to express gratitude almost in like a loving uh, suds up kind of massage. Like, oh, my shoulders, thank you so much for lifting things today. And you helped me assemble all that patio furniture this weekend, (laughs) which is a true story, actually. But you just use that bathing time to express gratitude to those various parts of the body and spending a little extra time on those that you tend to push away, that you tend to be mad at. Another thing you can do is writing a letter to your body almost as though you are in a relationship with it. And I think about a lot of things in our life through the lens of relationship. We have a relationship with money. We have a relationship with our bodies. And if that were actually a physical human, what would the dynamic be? Would it be that body just kind of cowering and listening to you berating it all the time? Being a dick? How beneficial would that be inside of a relationship to hear nonstop criticism, nonstop you're not enough? You're not enough. You're ugly. You're disgusting. You're old. Whatever it is that tends to go through your mind. And keep in mind too, this is something that I've mentioned a handful of times on the show and I think it's so incredibly important to understand. I learned this from Dr. T. Williams when I took a social justice course. And one of the major tenets that we learned was how systems of oppression thrive when the oppressed party continues to believe that they are not enough. No matter what sort of intersection of identities we're looking at, whether it is we're talking black versus white, skinny versus fat, young versus old, queer versus straight. There is a societal hierarchy where we've said this one is better than that one. That's oppression. And the oppressor stays in power if that oppressed party continues to believe that they are right. So through the scope of what we're talking about today, that means that if we keep saying, yeah, you're right, bodies can only look one specific way, we are feeding into the oppression. We're feeding into it. And that's definitely a much more meta view, but it's a way for us to go, you know what, this is for the resistance. This is for our future children to recognize that they are more valuable than a fucking body. There's so much more to who we are that just so happens to be the skin suit that gets us around this planet. Okay. And I'm saying all of this stuff because I need to fucking hear it too. So again, it's not necessarily that it it it's uh, shit and glitter all the time for me over here. I really have to focus on this. And I think about this all the time. Who is it that I want to be in this world? How do I start speaking up? How do I start being noisy? Even if I'm getting older, even if I'm heavier than I'd like to be, even, you know, all of that stuff does not mean hide. Even though society says we would like you to shut up and not be a part of it anymore. I go, fuck you. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to stay. I'm staying here. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about 
now we've discussed some of the external things you can do, some of the internal things you can do. Let's talk about what to say to other folks who maybe aren't on this journey, maybe don't agree with the journey, maybe just don't know about it, maybe people who are really steeped in diet culture. Here's what I'll say. Most people when they are making small talk with you, are not usually ill-intended. It's the same thing that happens when people say, you know, at family functions and you haven't gotten together for a while, they want to ask you if you're partnered. Who are you dating? Are you in a relationship? Or are you guys going to have a baby? You know, they they go into those things because people genuinely just don't know what else to fucking talk about. And one thing that happens all the time is commentary on bodies. Whether you've lost weight, whether you've gained weight, whether you've, you know, changed your hair, whether you've, I mean, all sorts of different things. And to some degree, I think that's that's not that big of a deal of like, oh, I like the black on you or, you know, I like the, the blue hair on you or whatever. I don't necessarily think that that's super severe, but I do think that we need to really start to amp up the compliments that we give to people, especially women that are more than their bodies. In fact, I was listening to an interview recently with Holly Berry, and she was talking about this exact concept. And it was on, we'll throw this into the show notes too, it was on the podcast Smartless that is such a riot, such a funny show. But she was talking about this specifically, about how most of her compliments are around what she looks like. And she's like, I just would love. And she was saying this very humbly. She wasn't saying this to like put on airs or like, look at me, whoa, poor me, I'm pretty. She was saying like, how fucked up is our society that they don't say, oh my gosh, that was a genius body of work. Or I love this, the work that you're doing with this philanthropic organization, or you're so kind, or you're so compassionate, or you know, you were so intelligent or this and that. It's always beauty. It's always beauty. So start thinking about that with folks in your life. How can you start commenting about the human they are in this world instead of what they look like? Let's not applaud weight loss around every fucking corner. Sometimes that indicates illness. Sometimes that's some really deep shit that somebody's going through that's making them lose weight. It's not something that we always need to be, oh, round of applause, you're so thin. We need to stop glorifying one fucking type of body. There's so there's so much more out there, okay? Okay, so here's some ideas if you're dealing with folks who maybe they're even well-meaning, we just had this the other day because Mr. Smith has been really, really working a lot on training for a race and he's developed a lot more bulk and a lot more muscle. And I really watch him engage with some of his buddies and they nonstop talk about it. And he's really good about kind of shifting the focus or whatever. But I think about that too. It's like, no, my body was worthy before I gained all this muscle. My body will be worthy when I'm 70. Right. And I don't think that it's ill intended. I don't think that people are trying to be offensive. I think they're actually, in many cases, trying to be really kind. So I think our responses to that need to be uh, understanding of the intent. Okay. So I don't necessarily think that it's helpful when you see sometimes these quotes of here, here are some things you can say to people. 
don't make comments about my body. And and the other person is kind of like, whoa, oh, okay. Even though you have every right to say that, my approach is how can we say this in a way that actually stimulates inviting that person into the conversation instead of chastising them for not having arrived yet? I think we do that a lot in personal development. I like to say it's when self-help goes wrong, when we become so elitist, like, look how far I've come. Look at all the stuff I understand and you don't know yet. And I think that's hugely what happens for many of us as we're navigating body image stuff. There's a lot of folks around us that are going to be really steeped in diet culture still. So it might be that you tell a friend, hey, I recognize that this is something that you're really passionate about. I personally am trying to change my relationship with my body. So I'd appreciate it if you didn't discuss diet stuff with me. But I'd love to hear what's happening at your work. Switch switch it into something that you do really want to hear from them about. I think that's one of the biggest ones is deciding on parameters of like, here's the amount of colluding that I'm willing to do. And then here's what is just not helpful to my journey. Okay. Saying to somebody who who comments about bodies, hey, you know what? I'm actually working through some stuff related to diets and body shapes, and, and I'm sure you really meant that as a compliment, but I'd really appreciate it if you didn't make comments about my body. Boom. Done. But I think these little qualifiers are important to stay connected with that human. Now, if it's somebody who it, you don't really know them in your workplace or it's a friend of a friend and they're being kind of rude about it, you can absolutely say, hey, it is inappropriate to make comments about my body or I'm not interested in your thoughts about my body. That would definitely be a different type of phrase to say depending on the relationship. But as I mentioned before, especially if it's commendations, like you look so amazing, those can be really difficult to say no thank you to, right? But people don't know what it is that you're actually grappling with or what you're actually going through or the changes that you want to make around amplifying who people really are versus the body they inhabit. So I think those relationships are the ones we want to be a little bit delicate with. Or saying something like, hey, you know, I've made the discussion not to discuss what I consume with other folks. I hope you can understand. This can be really relevant if people give you shit for going back for seconds or what you choose to eat if you don't eat meat, if you don't have dairy, if you want four pounds of sugar, whatever the fuck you want to eat, right? If it's something you do not want to discuss with others, you just need to tell them right? Doesn't mean they're going to respect it, but it does mean that it's you taking a stand, right? I've made the decision that I do not discuss what I consume with other people. Or, you know, what I consume is not really up for discussion. Moving on. And if you just stare at somebody after you deliver that, trust me, they will move on. (laughs) They will absolutely move on. Uh, If somebody is speaking about somebody else's body, Like you're watching television and there's somebody who's in an old body, a fat body, a disabled body, whatever, and they start saying some dumb shit. 
you can say something like, you know what, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't speak about others like that in front of me. I'm sure you're well-meaning. You can always give them the benefit of the doubt, like assuming positive intent. I'd appreciate it if you didn't speak like that about other people in front of me. And then get up and leave if you have to, right? If somebody asks you about weight gain or that you look older or tired or any inappropriate thing like that, you can say, to be honest, it's something I'm feeling a bit fragile about, so I, I'm not interested in getting in a big conversation about it, and I really hope you can understand. Just shut it down. Just say I'm fragile about it. Don't want to talk. Goodbye. If other people, again, are making comments about somebody else's body or in a social group or like, whoa, she's really gained weight or whatever, you can say, you know what? I've been really doing a lot of work around this whole concept of anti-fat bias and I've just kind of made it a point not to make comments on other people's bodies. So there's that, right? The thing is, y'all, when you start speaking up, there's likely going to be uncomfortable moments. There's, it's, it's so much easier. It will always be so much easier to say nothing. But it's always a slap in the face of your growth to say nothing. It's a slap in the face of your self-worth many times to say nothing, especially if somebody's talking about your body. That is your agency. That is your autonomy. That is your sovereignty. So think about what are the situations that I engage in frequently where these sorts of things may come up. Think about like, okay, every time I'm around this group of friends, they want to talk about their latest diet. I'm going to have to opt out of that conversation. Here's what I'm going to say. And then you have to literally practice it. Think about the words you want to say, practice it, and then you actually have to deliver. But think about getting ahead of some of these situations. If it's a family function where your aunt always makes comments about people's bodies, be ready to say something about that. Now, one of my favorite tactics that you may have heard me talk about before is when you use a joke. So you can use a joke as long as you tie it up with something like all joking aside, though. So, for example, let's say your aunt makes a comment and you go, here she goes with commenting on everybody's bodies. Hello, super inappropriate. In all seriousness, though. It really isn't very cool to be commenting on everybody's bodies. I'd appreciate it if you left me out of that discussion. Something like that, right? So you can use the memo or (laughs) use the memo. I was thinking using a joke that's like, oh, clearly you didn't get the memo about not talking about other folks' bodies. (laughs) Um, In all seriousness, though, or all joking aside, not cool. It's really not cool. I'd appreciate it if you didn't do that. So anyway, tell me about how your son's doing and his basketball team or whatever, like change the subject. So I'm hoping that this episode gave you a handful of other tangible things that you can do to start shifting your relationship with your own body, whether it's some of these external things, whether it's internally ways that you want to engage with yourself slightly differently, whether it is how you want to engage with other folks by using some of these phrases a little bit more frequently and standing up for the things that are acceptable to you or not acceptable to you. So I'd really encourage you to think about what are maybe one or two, not overwhelming, but just one or two or three things from this episode that you're like, okay, here's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to really be vigilant about 
the, the people who I follow, or I'm going to go ahead and get uh, the kites book more than a body. I'm going to rehearse a phrase that I'm going to say to my aunt this coming weekend when she talks about, you know, food, whatever. Think about what are those things that I can actually implement and then come over to Instagram and let me hear about it. I would love to know what are some of your implementable things. I hang out the most on Instagram, as I mentioned. You can find me under the handle at Hey Amy Green Smith, and be sure to let me know what hit home, what resonated for you. As I mentioned before, next week we are going to be jumping into the series on manifesting love and intimate partnerships. And so, so very much more. So even if you're single or even if you're married or not interested in dating, I do think there's much you can extract from that. I will see you around these parts next week. And please remember, you are enough. Your voice matters. So go out there and speak your bold-faced truth. Peace. Okay, wait, 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 just one more thing. So these podcasts, it turns out, don't actually rate and review themselves. So I would be over the moon if you would leave a review, rate the show, subscribe, and tell anyone you know who needs to start speaking the fuck up for themselves. And if you do, I will give you a mini pig. Just kidding, but I will be so very incredibly grateful. Okay, thank you, bye.